0: Gospel Church, and actually we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit today, but I just want to welcome you and just thank God for who you are. To our church family that is watching online, uh, welcome, but I really miss you, and we miss you, and we would love to see you, to uh, say hello to you and see your, your wonderful faces and Uh, For all the guests that are watching from around the world, we welcome you and we say Jesus Christ is Lord of our lives and we want to worship him today. I'm going to begin by um, making a statement. Is sometimes we are afraid of the process of life, the process of a spiritual life that God has ordained for you and me. And in that process, there are many things that take place, uh, corrections, there are blessings, uh, things that we learn that we did not know, things that we grow in that we've known, but it's kind of, it's become just a mundane because we've known the Lord for quite a while. And what we want to do is we want to break through, as we're talking about breaking through these five areas in our life, and we're still talking about family because I I believe that everything in the kingdom of God uh, comes back to relationship, comes back to, to family, relationship with God, with one another, and your family at home. This process can be a joy when you receive it, but it can be hardship when you don't. I want to talk to you just for a moment about a real good friend of mine, and this friend of mine came to me and asked if I could disciple him and become a spiritual father to him. In his age, he wasn't really that much younger than me, but he loved what was coming out of the platform and the teaching of the Word of God. Actually, tomorrow is his birthday, and his family is here today, and Roy Rivago, and he has gone on to be with the Lord and is rejoicing with the Lord and, uh, because we are eternal beings. And when we, when we know Jesus Christ, we are in heaven, and one day on that new earth, and we will celebrate for eternity with our loving Father. And that process I'm talking about, Roy went through. He opened up his heart to the Lord, not really to me, but opened up his heart to the Lord. And by doing that, he opened up to me as his pastor and acceptance as a spiritual father. And in that process, he saw many things change. Of course, as I always say, uh, because maybe all of you are perfect, but I'm not. And um, so, but, you know, we're, we're not talking about being perfect. We're talking about kingdom reality that we can move to that perfection, that maturity in the Lord. And I found Roy doing that because he accepted the process of growth. He accepted sometimes the pain of that growth and really enjoyed the blessing of that growth and especially the love that he had for his family and the love that he had for his church family. And so, to the Rivago family, uh, we love you, and uh, I will always remember your husband, your dad, your grandpa. Turn your Bibles to Hebrews Hebrews chapter 6, and as you're turning there, we're talking about how sometimes because we really don't understand some things, we tend to become a person that's in a hurry to get to a certain place in our life. We want what the process will give, but sometimes the process takes a little while to get through it. And so this is called too much speeding. A police officer in a small town stopped a motorist who was speeding down Main Street. But officer, the man began, I can explain. Just be quiet, snapped the officer. I'm going to let you cool your heels in jail until the chief gets back. But, officer, I just want to say, and I said to keep quiet, you're going to jail. A few hours later, the officer looked in on his prisoner and said, Lucky for you that the chief's at his daughter's wedding. He'll be in a good mood when he gets back. There was a pause. And the gentleman in the jail said, don't count on it, answered the fellow in the cell, I'm the groom. (laughs) There are a lot of people that are just in jail in their spiritual walk because they want this that they hear from the platform or maybe that they read in scripture, but they didn't read a few scriptures before that talked about a process We're talking about breakthroughs in areas of our life and there's two others that are personal to you that we are to move into and to allow the Lord to do it. And what I'm doing is I'm teaching you the foundations of our Christian walk so that God would give you a green tag to move on to the victory or the green tag that means you can build and grow and reach the destiny that God planned in your mother's womb. Let's read again our passage in Hebrews six, verse one. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, and of faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment, And this we will do if God permits or if God gives us a green tag because we've laid the foundation. Go back a few weeks online and you can literally listen to it over again and find out these foundations we've talked about. But bottom line, we're continuing and we haven't taught on all of them yet. in this passage, uh, we were given six foundations for the family of God. Actually, as I studied and I said to you last few weeks that actually there are seven, and the reason why there are seven is the writer is telling us when you become a Christian and you're laying the basic foundation of your faith, this is where you begin, in the foundations. So the point is you can go on to maturity Once these foundations are laid, and if these foundations aren't laid, God will not permit you to go on to this maturity. You must go through the process of building the foundation in your life. And we found that the foundations in your Christian walk create safety. It protects us against stress. Hmm, the world needs that, don't they? They allow God to build a superstructure. Remember, we talked about building a house or or a superstructure in our lives based on a substructure. The substructure is the foundation that you build to to build the superstructure of your home. And in the kingdom reality of spiritual things, the foundation that you build your destiny and your life on are these foundations that we are talking about. Hebrews gives us the essential foundations and all through Hebrews you will see the discussion about it. So in Hebrews chapter six, verse two, it states the doctrine of baptisms. So there are six foundations of our walk with God, but notice the word baptisms is plural. This means there are two baptisms in the foundation of our Christian walk. A couple weeks ago, we spoke about the baptism in water and what that meant. The importance of the covenant seal of the new covenant, baptism in water. It's a removal of the old from your heart, that it's easier to walk without sin, to battle Uh, life that when the enemy comes in and tries to deceive you, you understand uh, it in a greater way because God has removed a lot of the hurt and a lot of the past junk in your life in the obedience of water baptism. You go down with Christ and raise up a new person. It is an outward sign of an inward work, but we have a tendency in water baptism to just make that as a cliche instead of a reality of something spiritual that took place when you were water baptized. So remember, the first two Sundays of December, we will be having water baptism right there in the tank that we have that's underneath. And um, I promise you hopefully that the heater will work. (laughs) (laughs) Because if it's cold and you come up screaming, people say, oh, praise the Lord, God a blessing. No, it's cold. But we will have that the first few Sundays of December. The importance of that is vital. Some of you maybe have been baptized with water, but you didn't understand it or you were sprinkled because it talks about immersion. But there's another baptism called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it is absolutely an essential foundation of our faith in God. Without, let me just say this to you, without this foundation, we cannot move forward in spiritual maturity without the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And uh, I'm sure that Roy wouldn't mind, but I saw the difference in his life when he was baptized in the Holy Spirit and began to practice that on a daily basis. And it was a powerful thing, and I've seen it in your lives. I've seen it in my life. I've I've seen it in so many thousands of people and seeing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people baptized in the Holy Spirit. and, And we're gonna find out, does that come with salvation? We're gonna talk about all this today. This is a message that you need to take notes. This is a message that you need to go online and listen to it two, three, four times. It's going to take me two weeks to teach it also so that you understand fully the empowerment of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We have, as Pentecostal, full gospel, charismatic churches, have literally dispelled water baptism And then we've dispelled the power of the relationship with the Holy Spirit and the empowerment of that baptism of the Holy Spirit by functioning in the nine gifts or manifestations of the Holy Spirit and thinking that's maturity. No, the nine manifestations or gifts of the Holy Spirit, prophecy, tongues, interpretation, all that uh, prophecy and all these things <clears throat> are literally a result of the empowerment of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the relationship you had have with the Holy Spirit. So what we're going to do at Valley Community Church, because in order to have breakthroughs, we have to have the foundation. And so the foundation that we have, thank you, the foundation that we have is literally what's going to uh, cause you to catapult into this power and anointing. And the gifts of the Spirit will become more real in our church. Thank you. Not that they will manifest in a greater way. They will become more real because we understand it. And the power that's behind it will cause it to manifest in power, and do the work that was proclaimed out of people's mouths. The laying on of hands, the healing, miracles, workings of miracles. We will see this because it will be a breakthrough because we found out the foundations that we must always function in and protect in our lives, especially the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, some of you, as I talked about this, you're not baptizing the Holy Spirit. Don't worry. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. But a lot of times when people are not, it's because they're confused of what it is and how it happens. And we're going to totally change that. You're going to know. Everybody online, you're going to know. Some of you never heard about it before. Did you know that in the Bible, there's many stories in the book of Acts that they didn't hear about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They heard of the baptism of John, they they were saved, but they weren't baptized in the Holy Spirit. But some of you, I want you to listen closely to this message because I want the empowerment that you do walk in, I want it to explode in your life. And we're gonna find out even the baptism of the Holy Spirit that Jesus said to the disciples, 120 were there. He says, don't you even go out and witness until you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we're struggling with the aspect of at work and in our neighborhood, at school, or or even in our own home. Why aren't we seeing people receive Jesus Christ? Because we're not walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. We're walking in our own power and our own love for God. And I'm going to change this. There's going to be a transformation. You're going to see salvation and healings and miracles greater than you've ever seen, not because you're any better or you know the Word more, even though we were teaching that on Sunday night about the so-or-sos of Word. But we must understand it's because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Before they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, the disciples, they went out, and they said, man, there are some things that didn't, didn't happen. And Jesus looked at them, and he knew exactly what it was. And that's why he specifically told them, I want you to walk in the same power I walked in because the Holy Spirit baptized me, and I walked in that power of the Holy Spirit because Jesus came here as a man, and he needed the Holy Spirit too. You ready? Let's move into this. Bottom line, it is the importance of the Holy Spirit. It is about the importance of the Holy Spirit. So in Scripture, where do we find the Holy Spirit in the New Testament? You will find the Holy Spirit in the Old. We'll read some. But where do we find it in the New Covenant? Acts chapter 1, verse 4. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, But to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, water baptism, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? In other words, the millennial reign, and they were thinking, you know, in that realm. And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. In other words, this power is needed to minister to the world. We are not prepared to be witnesses for Jesus until uh, we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Sure. We know the word, we know God, we love God, and we talk about the Lord because of our life. People want to have what you have, but to see the power of salvation manifest around you, it's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. See, these were saved disciples he was talking to and said, don't go out and witness for me until you first receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Or let me explain it this way, or received his power in being baptized in the Holy Spirit. So when Jesus said you will receive power, let me be now a little bit more specific. Let me now begin to to take you on a journey today and next week in this realm and you are going to absolutely 100% understand what this is all about and all of us the same. You don't have to have pastor in front of you. You don't have to have elder in front of you your name you don't need that you need the empowerment of the holy spirit and you will have the same power i walk in and anybody else that is baptized in the holy spirit verse 13 however when he the holy spirit of truth the holy spirit has come he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. Notice this power is the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say that again so you don't lose my thought. This power is the Holy Spirit. He is the Spirit of truth, and he will lead you into all truth, and he also will tell you of things to come. The Holy Spirit will prophetically show you things of the future and basically it is a watch this don't get weird on me when i say this is actually a mental power of knowing when you don't operate in the power of the holy spirit and haven't been baptized in the holy spirit you only have human power of thought and you know what in this world there are a lot of smart people a lot of experienced people but how many of you would like to have the power and the mental ability of God? Don't get weird on me. Or supernatural power with your mind. See, when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you have supernatural power and physical power. Romans 8:11 says He will give you physical power. Watch what it says here. Pastor Dan uh, quotes a scripture a lot. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give you life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you, the Holy Spirit. So just let me ask, how important is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? It is absolutely important for you to move in this realm so we see in the scripture zoe life a physical power the second we see emotional power galatians 5 20 23 let me read this to you but the fruit of the holy spirit is love joy peace long-suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control against such there is no law you know where the power of that comes from not by quoting it, not by knowing it, which is all good. The power that comes from you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. People will, will wonder how come people, they, they function in the fruit of the Spirit and then something happens and they're angry and they're, they're offended and they're all kinds of things and they're mad at people and they leave jobs, they leave churches, they leave schools, they, you know, all the different things, they do that because they are not allowing the empowerment of these these wonderful fruit of the Spirit to manifest. It comes from the Holy Spirit, not because you're good. All right, let's go on. I'm setting you up here, by the way. A supernatural emotional power of God to live our lives above the natural, real, emotional state we would live without the baptism. There are a lot of wonderful people who emotionally are stable, and they're living by their own emotional power. But I want to tell you, there will be a day where the enemy comes in and steals, kills, and destroys. But when you are empowered with a baptism of the Holy Spirit, not that you function in workings of miracles, all these gifts that come from the Holy Spirit, that you have that relationship and you function in an anointing of being baptized by him. Matter of fact, let's just pray. Father, I thank you that we have authority over the enemy, and I come against that demonic statement, that demonic deception that was stated that I can't have this, that statement that said it's not for today, that statement that says only a few people get this and function in this, I come against that in Jesus' name, and I just release a breakthrough of power in our lives and revelation of who you are, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you are in our spirit. Thank you that you are God. Thank you that you are here to bless us, and to take us on a journey we've never been in because we now have received and come against that deception that you are not real. And we thank you, Lord, for all that is that is done in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. So when we prayed this, we need to understand that it's it's not that you don't have the ability to do this. It's that you have been deceived in your heart and fear has risen up in your heart that it's not real and that you're going to become weird. Let me tell you, in the kingdom of God, being weird is not having the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that's the way God sees it. By the way, let's talk about the power of joy. Think about the discouragement and the depression that's happening in this world today. Joy is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Only the fulfillment of that joy comes by being baptized and empowered by the Holy Spirit. about peace? The world needs peace today. That's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That's not your fruit. That's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The fruit of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. The power of those things are imparted from God through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So here's the third, spiritual power that you will receive. Jesus said you shall receive power, it's dunamis in the Greek, a spiritual power to know God and to do the works of God. How many of you have had struggle at the beginning stage of your walk with the Lord of walking in the, it seemed like that when you got saved, things got worse. Yeah, because the enemy wants to deceive you and say you can't win. But how many of you have experienced in the process of walking in the baptism of the Holy Spirit of seeing victory in areas that before you never saw? Yeah, okay. So it's a spiritual power to know God and do the works of God. So the conclusion is this. We cannot serve God in perfection, maturity, without the power of the Holy Spirit. So again, that power begins with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going to say this because the Holy Spirit is speaking to me right now, that some of you are feeling guilty because you haven't experienced it and or you don't know it and you're afraid of it because of what you've been taught in the past. And I want to tell you, just tell the enemy, shut up. Amen. Because it's for you, and God's plan for you is to have this. So let me now give you four important truths about the Holy Spirit in our lives, these basic foundations. Let me give you four truths that will break a lot of that that deception that some of us may have walked through. Uh, When I first got saved, there was deception just flying at me regarding the Holy Spirit, and it came from Christians came from born-again believers that said things to me. And I went, really? What? And so because my personality said, okay, let me look this up. So I spent time and found out you're deceived and you just told me a lie. Here's the first truth. The Holy Spirit is God. Did you know that over 50% of Christians believe the Holy Spirit is not a person and is not God? It's just the Spirit of God, ooh, Casper, going around and and trying. And so there's no power in that. The Holy Spirit is God. Genesis 1-2, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Holy Spirit of God, or Holy Spirit God, was hovering over the face of the waters. So the Holy Spirit shows up in Genesis 1-2. Remember Matthew 3, verse 16, 17, Jesus being baptized by John. Notice, it talks about the triune God. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God, Holy Spirit, descending like a dove. He wasn't a dove. God just didn't go zap your dove. It is God descending like a dove on him and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. So here you see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the triune God, three in one, the Trinity, God, all together in one scene. Matthew 28, 19, look at this. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them, in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. That's why when I do water baptism, I ask who's ever, uh, can I just have fun with you? Okay, we're going to have fun. That's part of our basis. All right. When they come to dunk you. And remember, you've got to be nice to me because I might tell them, hold them down for 30 seconds. Anyways. <laughs> kidding. All right, kidding. Some of you real spiritual people says, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is co-equal, co-eternal with God, the Father, and God the Son. So we have to remember, what are we saying here? When we are praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it is the Spirit of God, and He is God. We're going to find out where the Holy Spirit is, though. Here's the second truth. We are born of the Spirit at the moment of salvation. Let me explain that. Here's a question. Is everyone that's that's saved have the Holy Spirit in them? The answer is yes. But it doesn't mean that they are baptized in the Holy Spirit. Let me show you Scripture about that now. John 3, verse 5 through 8. Let me just say this to you. I remember the day I received the Lord in my life. I said, Jesus, come into my life. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that you are Lord, and I want to serve you the rest of my life. When I did that, the Holy Spirit, God, came into my spirit, and my spirit was regenerated or became brand new. The reason of regeneration, our spirits were dead because of the sin of Adam. When we were born on this earth, we were born in the sin of Adam. And because of that, our spirits are dead. So we all had spiritual death inherited from Adam and Eve. Now, so when we ask Jesus to come into our hearts, we become born again. That's the statement. Our spirit is revived and become brand new, becomes alive because the Holy Spirit lives in our spirit. That's not the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That is salvation. Here's the third truth. Being baptized in the Holy Spirit is a separate and subsequent experience to salvation. Salvation and baptism of the Holy Spirit are two separate events. So some of you right now say, well, when's it going to happen? Hold on. We're going to cover that. Sometimes in the Bible, some people were born again, then baptized in the Holy Spirit. Then they were water baptized. So we need to understand always salvation comes first. Salvation is about Jesus and eternity. If you become born again and you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, you are born again, you're going to heaven, you're going to live eternally with God. But what happens is you won't have that essential foundational thing that's manifesting in you of the power of the Holy Spirit in everything you do. And bottom line, you will do really good as a born-again believer that knows the word. But if you are empowered of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit does work through you. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit is about living our lives in this world for Jesus. Salvation, eternal. Baptism of the Holy Spirit, to live in this world in the power that Jesus walked in. You can be saved and on your way to heaven and powerless to live for Jesus if you have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So here's what I want to say again. I said it earlier. Let's be more concerned about a power of living than the gifts of the Spirit. Okay? Now here's a statement of that statement. I didn't say... The nine manifestations, the gifts of the Spirit, are not equally important. But I'm saying let's be more more visual and uh, more understanding of it's the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that causes these gifts from the Holy Spirit to move in a greater way, to have breakthrough in your life. Breakthrough. And so it's a relationship on a daily basis of living in that understanding and relating with the Holy Spirit. Some Christians never verbalize Holy Spirit. So saved disciples were commanded by Jesus to stay in Jerusalem until they were endured with power from on high. Then they could go and be that witness that we're called to be. Acts 8, verse 12. Saved people who haven't heard about the Holy Spirit. Read this. But when they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized, baptized in water. They became saved, born again. Then Simon himself also believed. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed, seeing the miracles and signs which were done, saved and water baptized. Look at Verse 14. Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria, which is a Gentile nation, that the gospel was being preached to them and they were getting born again, had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. Verse 15, who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Wait, wait, wait. The Holy Spirit, when you get born again, comes in your spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, got saved and then baptized in water. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit, baptism of the Holy Spirit. It is another uh, essential thing that takes place in the process of your foundational uh, strength so that God can build the superstructure, so that you can go and win everybody to Jesus that you know and you can succeed in life and you can do great things for the kingdom of God and walk in the gifts of the Spirit, but those gifts aren't just verbalized and nothing happens, there's power behind it. That's what this is about. And some of you might be thinking, because maybe you never heard about it or you've seen weird stuff in weird churches, And I want to tell you, it's not weird, it's real. It's what you and I need, amen? All right, let's continue. Verse five, they were water baptized, but verse six, and when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Remember last week, I talked about your hands, laying hands. That's why COVID is evil and strictly from the pit of hell because it wants to separate us from laying on of hands of people. But you know what? Nothing defeats God. But we need to walk in the power of God. Amen? So they just just believed in Jesus and were saved. Then they were water baptized. But when Peter uh, and and the disciples came, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they talked about it, and they spoke with, uh uh-oh, here it is, tongues. God doesn't want us to wait for years, but this gives you an example. It can happen that way. Some of you got born again, and you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit, and you've been born again for 25 years. That doesn't mean you're you're any less than anybody else. What it means is that somewhere, some way, that the enemy has brought some deception to you that this isn't something you should build. It would be like building a, a, a foundation for your home, but a section of it you just leave blank. And, and you build your foundation, but here's about 20 feet, you don't have a foundation. What's gonna happen with your house? After a while, it might go on there and they might put more steel in it, whatever. But after a while, the house will begin to tilt. And what you're finding in your life now, because you love Jesus with all your heart, you're finding what in the world is going on right now in my life? Why am I facing all this stuff? I've known the Lord. I've done all this. I've I've taught Sunday school. I've done this. I've done that. I've done this. I love the Lord. I'm in the Word every day. How come this is, is happening to me? Because our foundation is not solid. Paul had seen a lot of people saved, going to heaven, baptized in water. But everywhere he went, you watch, you read the, the New Testament, read from the apostles, and, and you, you will see that they always asked about the Holy Spirit. Why? Because it's essential of your walk with God. So he began to ask people that every time he was with a crowd. God, let me just give you the example of even uh, Old Testament and, and the Feast of Israel. God gave Israel seven feasts to celebrate or, or gave them a pattern of the feast to celebrate three times a year. Notice it was a pattern. It happens every year, same time, and certain feasts happen in certain seasons. So this is an example of what he has given us, salvation, water baptism, and the Holy Spirit. There's one in in the early spring, the Feast of Pentecost later in the spring, and another feast was in the fall. And so there were multiple feasts. Well, the first three feasts of Israel are Passover, unleavened bread, and first fruits. Jesus died on Passover, he was buried on unleavened bread, and was resurrected on first fruits, called the Salvation Feasts. You get born again first. All right, well, let's go on. Fifty days after the Feast of the First Fruits was called Pentecost. Notice, a completely separate feast, which means Jubilee. Okay? This means fullness. All your inheritance gets back, the physical realm of inheritance, after 50 years gets back, all your debt remitted during the year of Jubilee. Everyone says, I want to live in Israel. (laughs) 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus, the Holy Spirit fell upon the disciples in a separate event. It's called the Day of Pentecost. And for some, they would say that's when the church was born. I have a little discussion on that, but that's later. This is called the impartation feast. The impartation feast. So you get born again, than the Holy Spirit, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. The next three feasts in the fall, trumpets, atonement, and tabernacles. Trumpets, atonement, and tabernacles. The last three are called the glorification feasts. So what you find, you find salvation, water baptism, Holy Spirit baptism and now the last three are called the glorification feast the feasts show us a prophetic grid of how God operates so the conclusion of all is when you're saved yes your spirit is regenerated and born of the spirit no you have not received the baptism of Holy Spirit when that takes place But here's the fourth truth about the Holy Spirit. Okay, this is going to wrap it up here for today. It is impossible to fulfill God's will for our lives without the fullness of the Holy Spirit's power. Remember Matthew 3, Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. Everything Jesus did on earth was because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Was Jesus God? Yeah, but he came as a man in human form, and he needed the baptism of the Holy Spirit just like you and I. Jesus knew no sin, but still needed this power of the Holy Spirit because, again, he took on human form. The disciples, again, were commanded, don't leave until you receive the power of the Holy Spirit, which is the promise of the Father. Remember what Jesus said? This is a promise of the Father, that when I leave, it's very important that when I leave, he will give you the Holy Spirit. When I leave, the Holy Spirit will come on all flesh. Where at that time with Jesus, it came on him. And then once in a while, he came upon uh, a king, uh, came upon a prophet, or, you know, and, and, and so you see that in the Old Testament. But a lot of Christians feel trapped without the power of the Holy Spirit. You believe everything you believe because the word says it. But it's hard because you talk about it to people who don't believe and they say, "Well what's going on in your life?" And you're thinking, but I believe God. God is great. God is good. yeah, He is. But the reality is is we've been deceived, by either wrong teaching or not knowing. And in that deception, we haven't sought out the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're gonna talk about that next week. We haven't sought that out. And because of that, we haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit. We love God. We're going to heaven. We're gonna live eternally with God. God's gonna bless us. He loves us. We proclaim the word. The word works. But the empowerment that Jesus walked in, the disciples said, how come you can do it, not me? It wasn't time or season for him to explain to them why. But let me just tell you this. I love you, and it's the time and season for me to explain to you why. Because he's been given. He's been given the day of Pentecost. Your past may have been sinful. You don't want to sin anymore anymore but you're trapped in your emotions. Many feel defeated because they're doing everything in their own power, and you're good people. I watch you, you're amazing. I've watched people all my life as a pastor. Man, the greatest people in the world are believers. And I watch you and I see what you've done. I've seen the pain you face. I've seen things that you've gone through the process. Man, I've seen people rise up, like I talked about Roy when, when we first really met and began to talk and everything, and that reality of what, it wasn't really me. Yeah, I was used as a tool of God to help disciple, but the bottom line, it was the power and the acceptance and the belief of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and walking in that power that made a difference in his life and his family and will make a difference in your life and your family you will receive it. Many have a hard time with sin. Many have a hard time understanding the Bible and believe. You know, tribulation, people problems is just life. You know, well, that's just the Bible says it and it's just life and that's all. You have the power and the authority over it because the Bible says that that Jesus has already overcome the world. It's like Having, you know, a Camaro Z28, I'm saying my age, a Camaro Z28 with a 357 in, uh, in the, the hood of the car and sitting there and ready to go, but you're in a race and all of a sudden you, you jump out of the Camaro and you jump into a Vega. I know young people, you don't even know what a Vega is, but anyways, it's not Star Wars, all right, it's, it's a car you know, or a Ford Pinto, whatever those, you know, things were. You had to be like Fred Flintstone, you know, get your feet and, you know, get it going. It's like doing that. You're in this power packed car, z 28 Camaro, and you jump into a Vega. Now, will the Vega get you where you want to go? Yeah, but not, not as fast as that Z28 will get you there. And Will the Vega win a lot of races as well as Z28? No. I know that's a foolish illustration, explanation, but I think you get it, don't you? Yeah. You are desperate, some of you. Let me tell you, you need to be desperate for the Holy Spirit and his power because that's the key. You need and want his power to serve him. You want to see your family saved. You want to see your children, your parents or grandparents saved. The Holy Spirit is your answer. It's a foundation. It's called the power of the Holy Spirit. And including in the power of the Holy Spirit in that baptism is praying in tongues, speaking in tongues, and allowing God himself to pray perfectly through you. And when you do that, it will transform your life. And as we're talking about breakthroughs, you will have immense breakthrough. Let me just tell you, or talk to those who are already baptized in the Holy Spirit, but you've kind of led it off to the wayside. I am asking you as your pastor to walk with me on this journey and this breakthrough to begin speaking in tongues on a daily basis. I would ask that maybe uh, many of you would say to Paul in the Bible and say, "Uh, Paul, I know you said this, I pray in tongues more than you all. He was Southern. And (laughs) more than you all, I would ask that you would pray so much in tongues that you would tell Paul when you read it in the Bible, say no, no, I pray more than you. Because it's the power of the Holy Spirit that transforms your life. It causes those wonderful nine manifestations, gifts of the spirit, to work. I've gone to so many places, so many churches and traveling and being a supervisor, and seeing multiplicity of, of the gifts of the Spirit functioning, but the church doesn't lead anybody to the Lord, the church. Didn't transform themselves and walk in discipleship. The church was angry. I had to, uh, you know, fire council members. I've had to do things as a supervisor and do things. Why? Because they didn't allow the baptism of the Holy Spirit to rule and reign in their life so that they could walk in the fruit of the Spirit. And when the enemy came against the fruit of the Spirit, they didn't become offended. They didn't get angry at people. They didn't argue. They walked with love and they walked in the love of God because of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. I love my brothers who don't believe in it, who teach it's not for today. I love them because I'm gonna live eternal life with them. I will be with their going to heaven. But it breaks my heart because they really try to figure out how not to walk in this empowerment. And they break people's hearts because they teach against it. That is not for today. For all you online, as you're watching, maybe you've never heard about this before, but I want you to understand, this is not, remember, you've been hanging with us, this is not a, you know, bad you. This is showing you the love of God that he wants to give you the power of the Holy Spirit like he gave Jesus. Wow. Every one of us, born again, water baptized, baptized in the Holy Spirit, walk in this empowerment. I'll tell you what, our city here will be transformed. Your school will be transformed. Not because you're out there standing on a soapbox, because you go in there empowered of the Holy Spirit giving you knowledge, helping you in your schoolwork. Oh, really? Sure, Pastor. Yeah. Yeah. Guess who created that math problem? God did. Because if you study the Bible, God created with math. If you study the Bible, you know, from the moon and all its pull, all the different things, God created that. It came from God. Every, everything, knowledge God, that man has came from God. If you study the history, I, I know it's not taught much anymore, but if you study the history of America, America's not all bad, but if you study it, you'll find out that most everything that was created from machinery, everything, most everything was created by people in the United States of America. And watch this. And a lot of them, there's books written about it, a lot of them were born again spirit-filled people. And a lot of them in their, their writings would say, it was God that showed me this. Because they walked in the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's all stand. Amen.